Barmore is back. Is the Raiders' offensive line in trouble? Keep it here. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Also, your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your audio podcasts. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Pat's Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. Follow would be appreciated as well. And as also, as always, please follow the Lockdown Patriots account as well while you're out there through the Twitterverse at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, it is nearly game day, and we are getting you ready for a Sunday 4.05 p.m. kickoff from Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada. The New England Patriots taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Originally, this one was the Sunday night game. Flexed out, Patriots get the 4.05 start with the Raiders. And here today to break it all down and get you ready, close the week in style, is my good friend, my Patriots Paisan, a columnist extraordinaire for PatsFans.com, as well as being the co-host of not one, but two amazing podcasts, Patriots 4th and 2, and of course, one Patriots Plays. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Steve, we've got a real hot one coming up on Sunday afternoon, one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Oh yeah, and thanks for inviting me on the show, as you always do. I look forward to our talk about the NFL and and the Patriots every week. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this one I think was circled by a lot of people when the schedule came out because Josh McDaniels had left the Patriots after, you know, seemed like forever mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, took over the Raiders. Um, we all thought he was going to be a little more successful right off the bat, but mm-hmm. it seemed like they're, they're getting their act together right in time for a visit by Bill Belichick and his old team. Absolutely. And you know what? It's going to be a fun one. And a lot of history between these two guys, no question about it. Josh, starting with the Patriots in 2001 as a personnel assistant, really worked his way up, becoming a quarterback's coach, the offensive coordinator, and really orchestrating the Patriots offense during all six Super Bowl championship runs. That's a level of success we may never see again in the NFL. We really may never see again in professional sports. And Josh had some glowing things to say about Bill Belichick. We're going to get into those in just a moment, folks. But first, got to talk about the big return in New England. And no, I'm not talking about Marcus Jones. I'm not talking about the big return specialist because he is truly one to marvel at. But the Patriots got a real boost on Wednesday when Christian Barmore was spotted on the field, opening his 21-day window. He's coming back from a knee injury, and this is great news for the New England Patriots. Now, at the time Steve and I are recording this, folks, Barmore has yet to be officially activated for this Sunday. So right now it's still speculation as to whether or not he's going to be able to suit up against the Raiders. But whether it's this Sunday 
or whether it's beyond to the stretch run for the New England Patriots with games against the Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins, and of course the season closer in Buffalo against the Bills. This is great news for the Patriots defense. Um, it shores up a defensive line that has played very well in his absence without question. You look at guys like Devon Godchow, Lawrence Guy especially, and Dietrich Wise really taking a, a mantra and really kind of absorbing some of these offensive line schemes that the Patriots have, that or I should say that other teams have tried to use to stop the Patriots pass rush. That hasn't been an easy task either, but Barmore is just a difference maker in that defense. And I've gone on ad nauseum about how I believe he is the key to drawing the double team away from the opponent. But Steve, you have a real sixth sense when it comes to defensive observation. You're as good as anyone I've worked with and as good as anyone in the business today at being able to break that down. How excited are you to see Christian Barmore back out on the field? What does it mean for the Pats? Oh, I think it's huge for the Patriots. I mean, um, let me mute my phone so I don't have any more calls going off. But, uh, <laughs> busy man, busy that, man. <laughs> that, that, uh, that one's on me. I usually do it before we start. I neglected to do that today. Um, but anyway, back to Barmore, I think it's huge for the Patriots. Um, mm -hmm. They really missed him, especially with him eating up double teams and being able to push the pocket from the interior. I think, you know, some of Dietrich Wise's tail off is coming from that aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's hard to double team Barmore when you have to double team Matthew Judon. So somebody's going to have to pick their poison. And I think he's at least getting ready to come back at a perfect time because we all said at the beginning of the season, this four-game stretch was going to end up, you know, quantifying this season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now, if the season ended today, the Patriots would be in the playoffs. Uh, I think it's debatable whether they would make any noise at it. But having Barmore back with these last four games coming up, I think will definitely help them. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the word quantify because I think that's exactly what these four games really are going to do to this season for the Patriots. It's coming down to whether or not they can make a run here, and it's going to be a tough one. There's no question about it, including this Sunday's game, folks. Don't let the 5-8 and eight record fool you. The Raiders have been playing better lately, even though they're coming off of a loss. This is still a team that's dangerous on both sides of the ball. And at the end of the day, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick know each other about as well as any two entities coaching against one another could possibly do. So, again, we're going to get to Belichick and McDaniels in just a moment. But I want to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned on Barmore. First off, you're absolutely right about Dietrich Wise. You look at the start that he had to the season getting after the quarterback, being the Patriots' second most prolific pass rusher behind Matthew Judon was something that I think a lot of people were enjoying watching. But in Barmore's absence, you're seeing him aligning more as a base defensive end. And because of that, you're seeing him less active in pinning his ears back and getting after the quarterback. That job has now gone to Josh Uche. And Uche has been phenomenal in that role. He really and truly has as being the one and one A, really. And I say one and one A with no disrespect to Matthew Judon, who in my opinion is still the defensive MVP of this team, maybe the MVP overall for this team. But you've got to give a lot of credit to Josh and the job that he's done in getting after the quarterback and being a sack machine these last few games. So with Barmore in the lineup, I agree with you. He's taking away the double team. He's going to be the guy to eat that up. And now you're looking at potentially having either Judon or Boucher 
or maybe even, dare I say, both, getting one-on-one matchups to opposing quarterbacks, that's going to be a headache that if Derek Carr has to absorb that this weekend with the Raiders, definitely something to keep an eye on. But definitely down the line when it comes to playing Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo gives the Patriots a leg up on the competition because a little banged up in the secondary right now, folks. Jalen Mills still on the shelf with a groin injury. He was limited in practice this week. And, of course, you also have Jack Jones, who's out of practice this week with a knee injury, still waiting on word from him as well. So in that vein, do you think getting Barmore back this week could help take the pressure off of the secondary, considering they might be a little bit banged up this week, Steve? Yeah, it'd be nice if he was able to go this Sunday. But, you know, if it takes another week or so, so be it. I think they really need him for – those last couple of games, I mean, if if he can uh, if he can't go this week and could make Cincinnati, you know, Miami and Buffalo, I think that would be huge for the team. Mm. Um, and the, yeah, the secondary is banged up a little bit right now, and I thought they you know played pretty well. Granted, mm-hmm. Colt McCoy isn't Josh Allen, so or Joe Burrow, so you know you have to take. Uh, that with a little grain of salt, but nobody uh, game plans better than Belichick and getting a guy like Barmore back. It gives you another piece that you can mix into the puzzle about trying to slow down teams. We all know that. And uh, we know how good he is uh, because a lot of times his value may not show up in the stat sheet for him personally, but it makes the defense on the whole much, much better. Yeah, it absolutely does, uh, beyond question. And that is something that I'm glad that you mentioned. You are the resident voice of reason for a reason here, folks, and that's why we have him on. Temperance in bringing him back. As much as I'm excited to see Barmore coming back, I've gotten some DMs and some questions about people saying, wow, you're really excited to see that Barmore might be back. Yeah, I'd love to see what he's going to bring to this defense now that the pass rushers have rounded into form, but you want to be careful and you don't want to rush him back. So if it is... After the Raiders game, uh, the Patriots are definitely going to need him for Cincinnati, for Miami, and for Buffalo. And that is the priority right now for the New England Patriots. But it all starts with possibly getting a win this Sunday. And that's not going to be easy because Josh McDaniels does have Bill Belichick's number as Belichick has McDaniels' number. Who's going to get the upper hand in this chess match? Well, our resident voice of reason and I are going to discuss that point in just a moment. When this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, don't make your loved ones face the dead of winter in old T-shirts, ancient underwear, ratty sweats. Have them fight cold with Cozy and give the gift of Tommy John. In Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Shop Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself with new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. With over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John has become a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. You will, too. I have a pair of their sweats, folks. Let me tell you, the ultimate in comfort. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. And every gift is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. So head to Tommy John's Wrap It Up sale and get 30% off everything plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. 30% off plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. 
Patriots fans, the resident voice of reason, my Patriots Paisan, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, and of course, Patriots 4th and 2 and 1 Patriots Place joins me here to take you into kickoff, help close the week in style here on Locked On Patriots. Steve, I'd be lying if I said that the main story this weekend that will be covered ad nauseum already has been, will continue to be right up until kickoff is, as I put it here yesterday on the Locked On Podcast Network, when we did crossover Thursday with your boy Q, it's old lion against young lion. It is teacher mm-hmm. versus student. It is Danielson versus Mr. Miyagi. Whatever kind of colloquialism <laughs> you want to put in there, it's Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels. And as decorated as Bill Belichick is as a head coach, at the top of the list, in my estimation, not even a close second, but... Josh McDaniels is one of the very few that can say he's gotten the upper hand on Bill on more than one occasion. We all remember the Denver Broncos. We all remember Kyle Allen as the quarterback. You know, all of this coming back to the New England Patriots. And he also got the better of him in preseason. I know it's preseason, but these games still are a barometer that you can at least look at and say, okay, strategy-wise, this is what we might be able to, uh, to express. That being said, I don't think that much is going to come of the history between these two on the field. I still think this one comes down to the team that the Patriots are fielding and the team that the Raiders are fielding. And I think that coaching strategy is going to play a role in this, but I don't think necessarily that background is going to be as damning or as positive for one side or another as you'll probably hear right up until kickoff. Am I off base here? Am I not really giving this rivalry it's just due? Or am I kind of more onto something here in terms of letting the players on the field dictate this one? You know, it's tough to say because, you know, going back to several years, Josh practiced every day against the Patriots defense. Now, granted, they have a couple of new faces this year, but he knows their tendencies. He knows how they like to approach things. And vice versa. I mean, you know, the Patriots defense practices against Josh's offense for several years, and they know his tendencies and who, you know, how he likes to handle things. Granted, you know, you're dealing with, uh, you know, different factors because there's different players involved. But, you know, I think things kind of even out. If both teams are well prepared, I think things kind of even out with that. So, you know, uh, I know we made a lot of that uh, earlier when the schedule came out, you know, going back to Josh's time with Denver. But if you remember, Denver was on a roll that year. They won their first six games. They looked unbeatable there. And then the bottom fell off. Mm. So you have to take that, um, you know, that time frame with a little grain of salt. So we'll see how it all works out. But I don't think it's going to make a big difference. It's going to, like you said, it's going to be the players on the field and outperforming the uh, players on the other side. Yeah, without question. Uh, it'd be interesting if this one went to overtime again. Folks, Maya culpa. I think I said Kyle Allen before. You know, I got a little, little lines crossed in the head. Kyle Orton was the quarterback for the uh, yeah. Denver Broncos back then in that victory uh, that they had. Uh, but bottom line, uh, I believe that if McDaniels is going to be in a chess match with anyone, and really going to match up. To me, I think the more intriguing matchup is how does Josh McDaniels game plan, or at least help his defense game plan, to take out Mac Jones? This is something that I don't think is getting enough play throughout 
uh, Boston media. Some are covering it very well. I don't want to make it sound like this is not being covered at all. But to me, I think this is a bigger story, or it should be nationally, than Belichick going against McDaniels. Because you can talk about game planning all you want to, but Josh's game plans are directly going to affect Mac on the field. And judging by the amount of time these two guys spent last year together learning each other's tendencies... Nobody right now, no head coach out there may know Mac Jones better than Josh McDaniels. How much of an impact could McDaniels have on Mac Jones's success or his struggles on Sunday? Oh, I, I think that's, you know, that that's a real thing. I mean, you you look at it, you know, they drafted Mac last year. Josh was joined at the hip with them all last year. And, you know, I, I think you can attribute his success last year and his lack of success this year to McDaniels leaving and McDaniels being there last year. So um, I think that's a real thing. And again, as players, they're going to have to work through this and they're going to have to game plan. Yes. I'm talking to you, Matt, Patricia, you know, (laughs) they're going to have to game plan to work around those things because you're, I think you can expect to see, blitzes up the middle mm. off you know off the edge stuff like this because they know the patriots have not been very good at protecting them mm-hmm. so what better way to do that but i i wanted to go back to your earlier quotes when you were talking about you know the the mentor and the master i thought you were going to say sunny against Vito. <laughs> Missed opportunity there, folks. That is. That's actually very, very good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I never thought you were a bad consigliere, Tom. I thought Santino was a bad done, Mr. Vito. Um, but, um, you know, that really is. I think that's exactly what the New England Patriots are looking at right now in terms of this type of mentoring relationship. It, to me, it's really about whether or not Matt Patricia, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones can come together, come to a realization knowing what Josh McDaniel's tendencies are and figure out a way to be able to attack what the Raiders are going to do, which obviously I think is going to include blitzing and putting pressure on Mac Jones, because that's one area where Mac has been deficient. Even last year under Josh McDaniels, his biggest problem was those blitzes from the second and third level of the defense being strategically deployed. You're going to see those and the Raiders do have some talent to be able to do it, including an old friend of the New England Patriots that might factor in to our essentials to victory. That's right, folks. I am talking about Chandler Jones and that pass rush that includes Max Crosby and a whole host of problems for the Patriots if they don't attack it early. Steve and I are going to talk about how they might do that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked on Patriots podcast wraps up. But first, this holiday, find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single-barrel bourbon or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And all with the confidence of knowing you found something special for the lowest possible price. No better feeling at this time of year, folks. Find what you love, love what you find, only at Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia or North Carolina. Drink responsibly. B21. Patriots fans, it is nearly time to take you to kickoff. 4.05 p.m. Eastern, Allegiant Stadium, Paradise, Nevada. The glitz and glamour of Sin City, Las Vegas. Patriots and the Raiders hooking this one up in the would-be Sunday night game, but... 
you know what, Steve? I think we're all happy that this is going to be a 4.05 start after a lot of primetime starts with the New England Patriots lately. I know my sleep-deprived situation is definitely appreciating it, but you know, bottom line, at 7-6, and six, the New England Patriots right now are clinging to that final playoff spot. I know we don't use the mathematical term must-win just yet, but I think the Patriots are in must-win territory. And I think that in a lot of respects, because of the nature of the difficulty that they're going to face either against a very tough Bengals team and two divisional rivals that have their number in the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills as of late, this is business they should take care of on paper. But the Raiders are not going to make it easy uh, by any stretch of the imagination. This is a team that has an explosive offense when it's clicking. They've got some big uh, returns coming as well from IR. Uh, on Wednesday, the um, Raiders put out tight end Darren Waller and wide receiver Hunter Renfro. Both of these guys capable of breaking for big plays. You have, without question, Josh Jacobs, an explosive runner on the ground. Derek Carr is still a capable quarterback that is really, I think, underrated in regards to maybe the job he's done this year and what he's capable of doing with this offense. And notice I haven't even brought up or invoked the name of Devontae Adams, which just sends chivers up and down your spine if you're a Patriots fan because Pats have not done a great job of containing alpha wideouts from Justin Jefferson to, you know, Stefan Diggs did you know a, a serviceable job of being able to shut down DeAndre Hopkins the other night but this is a situation to me where I think it really lies on defense but you always see things that again us mere mortals don't see when you look at this game my friend what are your essentials to victory for the New England Patriots if we're talking victory Monday here on Locked On Patriots with our friend Murph why are we doing that well I think uh a couple of things that jump out right away the the Raiders have um most of the season jumped out to early leads and struggled to maintain them but we all know the Patriots are not built to play from behind and especially with that running game with Jacobs I think the first essential this week is start fast mm. I think if they can you know you know get on the board quickly uh, it might put the Raiders more one-dimensional and where they're going to have to rely on their passing game, and it will minimize the double threat of the running game passing game. So I think that's really number one. I think number two is this week you have to go with a six-man line. Hmm. I, I would advocate they put Yadnik just as the tackle-eligible hmm. kind of guy on the end where Max Crosby is, you're going to have to roll the dice with Chandler Jones. But I think that's imperative this week. You put that extra guy on the, on the line, <clears throat> excuse me, and it gives Mac Jones some time to throw the football. I, I really would like to see them do that because they've been using Hunter Henry as that kind of blocker. And he's really not, uh, he's, he's really not suited for that role. I'd rather see him running down the field on a seam road. So uh, in the third, the third essential for me, I think you have to, you have to open up this passing game more. You know, I just mentioned Hunter Henry. <clears throat> it seems every time they throw a seam route to this guy, you know, he's catching it and it's mm -hmm. successful. And so my question every time they do that is, why aren't we doing this more often? Because one of the hallmarks of Josh McDaniels was if something's working, 
they're going to keep using it until the other team stops it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And this coaching staff doesn't do that, and it's confusing me. The other thing, they're using um, Tyquan Thornton as like a bubble screen guy, and to me, that's not utilizing him correctly. He's not a zero to 60 guy like a Tyreek Hill. He's a 20 to 60, you know, mile per hour guy uh, that can turn on the Jets. So why not get this guy moving vertically to get him the football? I think these are the things they need to do. And if they do that, I think the offense can actually score more points and put more pressure on your opponents rather than, you know, you're, you're always in a knockout, drag out fight to score points and keep pace. Absolutely. Yeah, you're at, you're 100% right. And to me, that lends me into my essential to victory. And I alluded to this a little bit yesterday with Q when we talked on Locked On Raiders and the crossover, <laughs> is that the Patriots right now need to be mindful of the presence of both Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, especially Jones at this point. And not because he's a former Patriot, or not because I know his tendencies a little bit better than maybe some of the other defenders on the Raiders roster, but Trent Brown has typically struggled the last few games. He has not been the same player. Now, we're expecting Trent to come back a little bit stronger. He spoke to the media earlier this week, said that that illness that really had been um, working its way through his system for almost three weeks really limited his ability to be able to play at the level that he knows he's capable of playing. He's declared himself to be in good health. He knows that he's capable of putting out an effort. And don't kid yourself, he's definitely motivated to put out a big-time effort against the Raiders. If you think that Raiders fans may have a little edge to them about the tuck rule or maybe a little bit gun-shy about Josh McDaniels coming over, there is still a lot of vitriol uh, to Trent Brown for the job that he did while he was there and how he left. I mean, Trent obviously has been a better signing here than he's been a worse signing, and I'll go on record several times to say that, that the Patriots have gotten a lot more positive out of Trent than any struggles, but he has been a liability these last couple of games. If he struggles at all and really is having difficulty protecting Mac Jones' blindside on the left side, that's where Jones aligns. That's where he can get after the quarterback. And if they allow these guys to, both Jones and Max Crosby, they can wreck the game very easily and very quickly. So the Patriots always have to be mindful of that. If they're going to try to neutralize the blitz, I hate to say it, folks, do not be surprised if you see a few more screens, the quick game concepts, maybe an RPO or two mixed in, because I think that's the way Matt Patricia is going to game plan for keeping Jones and Crosby a little off their game, meaning Chandler Jones. I don't agree with it, but I think that's what he might do. What I'd like to see them do is if they're going to take shots down the field, I think they need to use the heavily protected play action concept that has worked. And you talked about the scene with Hunter Henry. If you can utilize him in the open field, the Raiders have typically had difficulty defending against tight ends. I think right now tight ends are averaging uh, just a hair over 50 points per game. Um, you know, when they're targeted in the passing game. So the Patriots right now should utilize that opportunity for Henry to make plays in the open field. And I'd also like to see maybe John Smith get a target or two in the red zone because it looks like, folks, Devontae Parker won't be able to go in this game. And even if Jacoby Myers is able to go, and that's not a, a given right now, given the time that we're recording this, 
Patriots are going to need all the help they can get pass catching in that red zone because you know the teams, especially the Raiders, are going to be stacking the box, preventing the runners from getting in. So that's my essential to victory. Steve, I don't want to put you on the on the spot, but because we're such good friends, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> when all this shakes out, my friend, uh, how do you see this uh, working out? Uh, final score prediction, or at least if you don't want to give a numerical score, I'm fine with that. Uh, but do the Patriots take this one? Uh, are they coming home from this road trip to and up? I'm drinking the Belichick Kool-Aid this week. Uh, I, I have them winning this game. I went on record already as saying they're going to win this one 24-21. I, I believe they're going to, you know, it's, it's going to be a hard-fought win. It's going to be very close, but I think they pull it out. I think the defense is is playing very well, even though they have some guys banged up. And like you said, I mean, if for any strange reason Barmore comes back this week, I mean, you're you're adding him, the Dietrich Wise, to Josh Uche and uh, Matthew Judon. That pass rush will be for, formidable at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that uh, I'm drinking the Belichick Kool-Aid too, but I'm drinking it for a different reason. And uh, I am drinking it because I think the Patriots force at least one score off of turnovers and they follow that game print that they've been utilizing so well throughout this year is capitalize on the turnovers, force them, and make the other team make the mistake. I think they do that this week, and I think because they do that, they either get seven or at least a couple of field goals out of those. So in that vein, I like the New England Patriots in this one by a final of 24-17 to 17 because I think they get at least one touchdown or at least a couple of field goals uh, that aren't the, the direct result of offensive game planning and moving the football. But folks, what do you think? There is still time between now and kickoff, and we'd love to hear your game predictions. Drop them in the comments section when it comes to YouTube. And if you're listening to this podcast on any of the numerous um, platforms on which it's available, drop us a line at LO underscore Patriots, and we'd love to hear your game predictions. Folks, we always thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to make Locked On Patriots a weekly part of your New England Patriots coverage. Hopefully your first listen every day. When you do make Locked On Patriots your first listen, do yourself a favor and make your next listen the folks at Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course the take of the day. There is nothing better. Trust me, you will definitely love this. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Paisan, what can I say? It's always my honor, always my privilege to join you on the microphone before we take our leave for the week here on Locked On Patriots. But please let everyone know where they can find you, your great work, and what you have coming up in the week ahead, leading into a Christmas Eve matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think this last month of the season is going to be very exciting. Um, you can find me as uh, the Twitter thing right there, at CB7SFG. <laughs> Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, all the social media at Steve Balistrieri. Um, this week on PatsFans.com, we're going to start taking a, a, a we're going to lean forward in the foxhole, so to speak, a little bit. Um, you know, we'll be posting this right before the game, so all of our pre uh, um, Raiders stuff will already be out there, and we're going to start looking at how they're going to match up with the Cincinnati Bengals because, you know, it's it's real from here on in. I th do think they win on Sunday, but, you know, the Bengals aren't going to be uh, 
an easy game either. And I don't think any of their last four games are going to be easy. They're all going to be rock fights. Absolutely. And really, really quick before we wrap up here, over under on how many times we hear we're on to Cincinnati this week. <laughs> I'm going to say 20. I think he's being conservative. Between You're going to hear it a lot more than that. You may hear it 20 times on this show alone, let alone how many yeah, times you're going to hear Dylan it all the right. And the media members. <laughs> I, I fully expect someone in the post-game show on Sunday to ask Bill, are we on the Cincinnati, especially if they win? Yeah, absolutely. If they win, Bill will kind of give it a grin and go, yeah, we might be. Uh, <laughs> if they don't win, I yeah, really, really uh, will very much admire the courage of the individual that has the <laughs> yeah. temerity to do that in the aftermath of a loss. Uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be must-see TV. But, folks, we thank you once again for taking the time out to watch us here today. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Don't forget, folks, it is a 4.05 p.m. kickoff. Stay safe. Stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, and we'll see you on Monday once again right here on Locked on Patriots.